You're listening to Kick-Ass Radio for Kick-Ass People, the show where we interview awesome people who have achieved tremendous success in their lives. Our guests will share with you their story and five tips you can implement for living your kick-ass life. Now for our host, Christopher Roush. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's my life, and we are broadcasting live from our studio. No, wait, we're not in our studio. We're broadcasting live from the Prado Regional Campground here in sunny Southern California. Welcome to the Kick-Ass Radio Show, your place for motivation, inspiration, and education. Of course, I'm your host, Christopher Roush, and want to welcome you all to our show today. It's a very special show because I am broadcasting live from a campground here in Southern California, as I just mentioned, and I hope that you can hear me because I am trusting the fact that I'm doing all of this on a very small little Wi-Fi hotspot. So this is about showing up. We talk about showing up and blowing up here on the Kick-Ass Radio Show. So that's what we do. We don't let stuff stop us, and I broadcast every single Monday night at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and I'm here to bring you the content and the guests that help you have a kick-ass life, help you have an unstoppable attitude for personal and professional success is what I like to say. And that's what I'm doing here tonight with uh, with my trusty sidekick tonight, Ozzy. Uh, for those of you guys who have been longtime listeners, you know Ozzy's my dog. He's my Doberman. He's awesome. He is right behind me on my bed uh, just chilling out, waiting to go for his walk. So that's what we're doing here. We're broadcasting live from uh, from our from our trailer here in uh, Southern California. And what we do here is every week is I have a guest come on here, and we talk about what it takes to have a kick-ass life. We talk about you know being able to overcome your fears and end procrastination and actually just have a kick-ass, authentic life. And uh, I love doing it. We're on show, let's see, we are on show number, what show are we on? We're on show 107. So we are on show 107, and oops, I, I take that back, 106. Um, so I've already done 105 radio shows. And when you think about the fact that each show we share five kick-ass tips, my guest comes on here and shares five kick-ass tips, I mean, that's a lot of tips. So I encourage you to go back and listen to those older shows. Um, you can find them on my website. It's ChristopherRausch.com, R-A-U-S-C-H, ChristopherRausch.com. Uh, go there, go to the radio show tab, and you'll find a link to iTunes where you can hear all the shows. They go to podcast after we air live. Uh, so go back there and, and check it out and let me know. You know, Write a review if you like it and uh, let me know if you'd like to be a guest or if you know somebody who should be a guest. You can email the show, info at thekickassradioshow.com, info at thekickassradioshow.com. If you've got an idea, if you want to give us feedback, um, because I love doing this. I love, I have had some amazing shows. I've had some amazing guests. I've had some not so amazing shows and not so amazing guests, but it's life and that happens. But, uh, you know, my goal is that you can walk away from each one of these shows with, with a couple of tips that you can actually start using immediately. That's the whole idea is that you check in every week. I come on here and I say something or my guest says something that kind of just triggers you to go, you know what, I'm going to do that this week. And then you just continue to build on it. And it's all about, like I said, having that unstoppable attitude, um, because I really believe that. I mean, we're going to have bad days. I have bad days and bad weeks. Uh, I've been going through a bit of a spell of it here this March. Um, just, just a few things that have kind of knocked me down a little bit. But one of the things I pride myself on is the fact that I am very transparent. I am, you know, a quote unquote motivational speaker. I'm a coach. And uh, I share with mostly people on Facebook and also on the radio show that, you know, I have bad days and bad weeks, you know, and stuff does happen. It's just a question of what we do in those moments that really can identify whether or not we're going to have a great life or we're going to have a piss poor life and be a victim of our situation. And uh, for those of you guys on Facebook, I know a lot of you uh, are friends with me on Facebook. I titled this show Raw and Unscripted with Christopher Roush. 
Uh, my guest earlier today, uh, unfortunately, had to back out, so uh, we're going to do this with no guests. So if you want to call in and ask me a question or if you've got a kick-ass tip that you want to share, uh, let me give you the phone number. It's 646-378-1582. Again, that's 646 646- Three seven eight fifteen eighty two. If you'd like to call in, share a kick-ass tip, or ask me a question, I posted uh, something earlier on Facebook and said, "Hey, what do you guys want me to talk about tonight?" Because I'm just going raw and unscripted. I'm just going to see whatever comes to my mouth and uh, <laughs> and talk about it. Um, so uh, yeah, that's what we're going to be doing. My guest last week was Mark Walker, and Mark's a great guy. I've had an opportunity to get to know Mark over the course of the last couple of years and just a genuine guy. And we just talked about life. We just talked about what it takes to be successful in business, what it takes to be successful in life, how to take care of yourself. Um, and it's just, you're just a, just an awesome conversation between two guys, um, sharing tips. I mean, more than five tips, definitely. So I encourage you to go back and listen to that show and, and get in touch with Mark. He's a, he's a performance strategist. So his specialty is taking people and, and companies to the next level in their branding and, and their, and their thought processes. So I encourage you to go back and listen to that. So uh, I know I've got a few people that are going to probably call in tonight, so I'm going to keep an eye on my dashboard uh, here as we broadcast. Um, So I'm just going to go, first of all, from what people asked me to talk about. And I think one of the first people uh, had chimed in. Let me just scroll down here. Um, Talked about dreams. Uh, Let's see here. Fulfillment of dreams. That was Vandy Houston. Uh, I'm just going to call your name out, so I hope that's okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, and just, you know, the fulfillment of dreams. Um, she, she uh, I think it's a she. Oops, uh, the picture doesn't show. Uh, perception of the world, fulfillment of dreams, perception. So I'm just going to talk about dreams in general, and I hope that I, I, I hit where you want me to hit. But the the thing with dreams really is what's your passion you know, you just got to really think about okay, what's my passion in life? Because if you're if you're going after somebody else's dream, then how invested are you going to be in that particular dream? So my encouragement to you is just to find out what your big passion is, and and from that you you really just have to ask yourself what your what your why is. Why are you here? Why why are you fog in a mirror? Um, and I and I've told this story before, but I'll tell it again in case we got some new listeners. For me, that started when I came back from a funeral in 2008. At that point, I was uh, I was taking singing lessons. I was trying to start a band um, and working a day job because I love music. I just wanted to do something with music. And it wasn't until I went to this funeral and I sat in the back of the church and I watched everybody go up there and give their pay their respects. And I thought to myself, what would people say about me if I died today? What would they say about me and the impact I had in their life? And I thought about it and it would be like, probably, oh, Chris is funny, Chris is sarcastic, Chris is a hard worker, you know, all that kind of stuff. But it wasn't anything important. It wasn't leaving a legacy. And so I'll tell you what I did. I went home and I took a pen and paper and I sat down and I wrote my eulogy. And if you've ever done this, uh, it's pretty powerful. I wrote my eulogy and I realized that the gist of it was I will have fought for what was right and what was fair. I will have risked for which that mattered, and I will have the earth a better place for who I was and what I did. And so when I when I read that back, I actually had tears running down my cheek because I was like, "Wow, you know, that's that's pretty pretty uh, impactful." And for those of you who know my story, you know, if I can go from being a seventh grade homeless dropout living in the back seat of a station wagon with eighteen cats and four dogs at the age of 13 to being where I'm at now with a master's degree and two houses and a great job and a, and a wonderful speaking career. 
anybody else can do that too. But it took me to figure out what my why was, and my why is to impact others. You know, my uh, my tagline is helping people overcome their self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. And that's so true. And from that point forward, I was like, okay, I'm not going to mess with music because I suck at it. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to take my passion and my message and all my years of personal development training, all my experiences in life, and I'm just going to go out and I'm going to help other people achieve their dreams. And I got to tell you, it's been nothing short of amazing. I've had the opportunity to speak on stages of lots of people, and I've had one-on-one conversations. I've had coaching clients. And when you help somebody find their why, their real why, it's like you're unlocking this this opportunity because people just don't know necessarily how much they're capable of. And you either live in a victim mindset or a victor mindset. Depending on what kind of crap you've had happen in your life, you may be stuck in a downward spiral where you don't think anything's possible. You think, oh, that's for the lucky people. Well, I've got to tell you, and again, this is raw and unscripted by Christopher Roush on the Kick-Ass Radio Show. I got to tell you that it's your choice whether or not you're going to live and be a victim of all the crap that's going around you. Um, for those of you guys who uh, who don't know, I have a sister, and I didn't see my sister for a number of years, and I reconnected with her back in 2005, and I was m- horrified at how much she turned out exactly like my mom, the person she hated the most in the world. She turned out exactly like my mom and hadn't been around her, didn't go through the homeless stuff like I did. But just had this victim mindset, had, you know, she got into the same career. I mean, just it was just like, oh, it's everybody's fault that I'm miserable and it's everybody else's fault that they don't get me. And just, I mean, just in pain, it's just ridiculous. And I was like, how did I turn out like this and you turned out like that? Because of a choice, because I decided to get around the right people, because I decided to listen to personal development tapes and go to events and read books. And people say, oh, well, it must be nice you could do that. And it's like, no, I made that happen. I went to the library, sit in the library and check out books. Books are free. You know, you can Google stuff. You can watch stuff on YouTube. There's no excuse for why you're not living your dreams. So when you find out what your why is, my why was to make an impact on other people's lives. You know, what is your what is your passion? You know, is it to be a great parent to your kids? Is it to make a difference in the world, you know, to build homeless shelters? I mean, whatever it might be, once you find out what your passion is, then your dreams are possible. And I got to tell you this, I can ask anybody any day what their dream is, and they can say, oh, my dream is to live on a deserted island and have lots of money and da-da-da-da. And the first thing I'll ask them after that is like, so how close are you to achieving your dream? And sadly, a lot of people will be like, oh, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, dreams are just dreams. But no, it's, you know, dreams are, are possible when you write them down. You know, for me, I have a, a sheet of paper that I keep in front of me, and it's got all the things, my bucket list, basically, of what I want to accomplish in the world. And it's in front of me every single day. And I also have written in front of me, what am I doing today that's going to help me get one step closer to my dream? And it doesn't have to be anything, you know, super huge. I mean, sometimes we get caught up when we're thinking about our dreams and, we're go- and our goals. We think, oh, my God, that's just so huge. I don't know where to get started. Well, just get started somewhere. You know, you just got to get started somewhere. And, and writing it down is an excellent way and sitting there saying, okay, what are going to be some of my potential obstacles? What are going to be things that are going to get in my way? Is it going to be people? Is it going to be events? Is it going to be money? Is it going to be, you know, what is it going to be? And then write down the resources that you need to overcome those if they come in your path. You know, we often, we often think, okay, well, I'll just deal with it when it comes. But then you've got that looming over your head for the rest of your life. You know, it's like, oh, well, what if that happens or what if this happens? It's like, okay, if I suck, then here's what I'm going to do. 
And that's what I've done my entire life is I've written things down and said, okay, what's the worst that could, that could possibly happen and then plan for it. And I got to tell you, when I talk to people about overcoming fears and ending procrastination, most of those things never happen. But fortunately, we get ourselves worked up in, into the state of analysis paralysis where we stay in our comfort zone, where we're not judged and we're not you know, getting shit from other people. So we just play it safe. And I got to tell you, when my mom was sick and she was in the hospital and she was in uh, nursing homes and all this other stuff, uh, I would ask people, you know, so if you could go back and do your life over, what would you do differently? And unanimously, and it was this was actually confirmed in a report from a hospice nurse, overwhelmingly people said they would go back and live the life they wanted to live, not the life they thought they were supposed to live. Let me say that again. They were going to go back and live the life they wanted to live, not the life they thought they were supposed to live, whether that meant that they were in the closet because they were afraid of coming out being gay, whether they didn't want to become an attorney just because dad was an attorney, just because, you know, all these different things, they would have gone back and just lived life because you don't get any do-overs. So when you think about what it is your, your mission and your purposes in this life, you know, you got to be selfish. And, I, and people have a problem with that. They're like, well, I can't be selfish, you know, and selfish is bad and all this other stuff. But, you know, when you think about it, you got to take care of number one. You have to. I mean, I run across so many people when I was doing coaching. They just didn't understand that concept of taking care of number one. Excuse me. Um, so you got to do that. And you got to get around the people that are going to help you achieve your dreams. If you're around people that are like, oh, it's stupid to become a radio show host. Oh, it's stupid to become a professional speaker. Oh, it's stupid. To you know, those are people that you don't need in your life. And that's hard. Because, you know, whether it's your brother, your sister, your mom, your dad, your wife, your f best friend for 20 years, if those are the people that are holding you down, then you need new people. And it's not to mean that you have to get rid of them. But, you know, I think Stephen Covey says, uh, you're like the five people you're around the most. So if you're around people that are brighter, smarter, and getting more out of life than you are, then you're in a good spot. I mean, uh, for me, uh, I was recently in a mastermind for f almost four years. And I was around some amazing people all the time. You know, five times a year we'd get together, and uh, it was an amazing family. We had a Facebook group um, that we could go on there and check in with. So whenever I was having a down day or I was having a problem with something, I had a group of people that I knew would be honest with me and loving with me and help me still overcome whatever crap I had going on in my brain at the time. Well, if you're going to your friends and they're telling you that you're stupid and that it's not worth it, then where are you getting your nourishment? Where are you getting your mental nourishment? That's why I do this radio show every week for free because I want you to have a place where you can go and listen to me and listen to my guests and be able to kind of go, oh, geez, that's how I get my head out of my ass. All right, great. And I've had the fortunate pleasure of, of hearing back from many of you um, about that impact, and I really, truly appreciate it. I mean, anytime you want to give me feedback, whether it's positive or constructive, um, you know, feel free to shoot it to me. I really appreciate it. It's, it's, it's kind of what lights my fire in life and, and how I keep going. I mean, that's why I'm sitting here broadcasting from a campground. It's like I don't want to let anybody down, and I want to be there every single week, so I hope I'm broadcasting. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, so that's what you got to do. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's a part of life. So when you think about your dreams, you know, number one, know what they are and know what the why is behind that, and that's that's like the big passion. You know, people tell me, um, you know, I want to lose 10 pounds. I want to lose 20 pounds. So it's like, why, why, why? And at the end of it, it's because I want to attract a maid or I want to be, you know, I don't want to live alone or I want to be there for my kids and walk them down the aisle and see them have their first baby and be a grandparent. Those are the big whys. Those are the big things. And even for me, 
um, my why used to be more materialistic, but now it's more, you know, opportunistic. It's like, okay, my why is, is every morning when I wake up, who am I going to impact? Um, for example, one of my big whys, I was just sharing this with a friend of mine named Sean. Hey, Sean, what's up, dude? Um, I was just sharing with him that my big why in life is mentoring at-risk kids. I love seeing these kids who are, you know, currently I'm speaking to schools twice a month. Um, these kids have been kicked out of every other school, and this is their last chance. And these people, these teachers and principals haven't given up on them, and neither have I. And so I go in there, and I spend about an hour, and I talk and just share my story and listen to them and just inspire them that no matter what situation they've been through, that that doesn't have to predict the rest of their life. You know, that does not have to be a predictor of the rest of their life. If I could come out of the situation that I came out of um, and be successful where I'm at today, anybody can do it. Anybody, you just got to have to want it bad enough. When I was in the backseat of that station wagon, freezing to death or hungry or, or, or sad and scared and everything, my whole goal was that one day I was going to have a house that I could call home, that nobody would ever take away from me, that I would never be homeless again. And I achieved that goal in 2000, the same year I graduated with a master's degree. And I don't say that to boast, but I am kind of proud of that. You know, I went back to school and I went all the way from being a seventh grade dropout to having a master's degree in organizational management. And my purpose in life, again, is just to share that. That's my why. And so when you think about dreams, you know, what are your dreams? And, and don't let people tell you that they're ridiculous because that's just, that's sad. Um, so, you know, number one, uh, get yourself educated as far as your dreams and what you need to do. Don't give excuses like, oh, I don't have enough time or I don't have enough money. Whatever it is that you want to learn or get better at, you can find it for free on Google and YouTube and also your public library. There are no excuses. If you want to become a seamstress, you can go on Google and type seamstress.pdf. You could type leadership.pdf. You could type underwater basket weaving.pdf. You're going to find a bunch of free content on the Internet that's going to explain to you how to do it. You know, there's, there's uh, books. I mean, I, I can't even count how many different books I've read. I've read Tony Robbins' books, uh, Zig Ziglar, Les Brown, Brian Tracy, uh, all, all of these books, and I've applied that stuff. And I still read a lot. So even for me, every day I get up and I either listen to a podcast that's got inform informational stuff on it, I listen to an audio book from audible.com, or I listen to a coach cast from my friend J.B. Glossinger. He's got morningcoach.com. Every day he has motivational content on there, inspirational content, educational content and that, that, that lights me up, that kind of goes, okay, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. And uh, hang on one sec because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a drink. Yes, as a matter of fact, the first time I've ever broadcasted on the show with a Jack and Coke. So, uh, yeah, I'm camping. I'm, I'm the embodiment of camping right now. So, um, you know, you just got to think about, okay, what am I doing to be an active participant in my goals and my dreams? And are they realistic? You know, it's one of the things I do with coaching clients um, is making sure, obviously, the SMART acronym, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-bound, time however you want to say it. Um, so, you know, just make sure that you're, that you're doing that. Um, and another thing also that's super huge, and uh, Gene um, talked about it uh, here on Facebook, saying creative visualization to reach your goals. When you have – let me ask you this. I mean, it's a rhetorical question since I can't hear you, um, but have you ever had a bad dream? Well, of course, everybody's had a bad dream. Well, what happens? You wake up, and your body 
feels like it experienced whatever it was that you had the dream about, right? I mean, you wake up, you're panting, you're you're sweating, you're you're uh, you're you're afraid, you have to calm yourself down. Well, your mind doesn't know real reality versus perceived reality. So, when you are, you know, thinking about your goals, I want you to take time and close your eyes and really see that dream being achieved. See yourself immersed in whatever it is that you want to achieve. Feel it, smell it, taste it, you know, embrace it and do that every single day. Even a couple times a day. I mean, for me, I use my iPad and I have a a, a folder of pictures called dream board or vision board. And so every day at work, I've got this thing going on. And there's probably about 50 pictures and they just continuously scroll vacation spots, things I want to own, um, crowds of people me speaking to. One of the things I do when I get up in the morning and I have time is I will visualize in my brain me walking out on stage in front of like 10,000 people with kick-ass in the logo behind me. And I'm just sitting there and I'm just like out there rocking everybody and I'm living my dream and I'm making people inspired and I'm, and I'm looking at their faces and I'm seeing them get it. I mean, that's just, that's, that's my dream. And so I mean, it works. I swear to God, it works. I mean, if it, if it didn't work, why would so many people do it? So you got to visualize, you got to feel it, see it. And you know, you just can't be, you can't be um, too over the top. Also, I don't want to sit there and say, okay, you can achieve anything in your life. I was just telling somebody the other day, you can have anything you want. You just can't have everything you want. So it just comes down to how much skin are you going to have in the game? I mean, it's another thing about dreams is, is you have to make the investment to get the right people in your life, they're going to hold you accountable. Um, I can't tell you uh, having coaches my, in my life has changed everything. I mean, it cost money, yes, but it was an investment in myself and what I could attain. And, and it's the fast track to be able to get where you want. Um, so you just, I mean, you got to do it. I've, I've talked to so many people that are like, oh my God, I can't afford this. And, you know, blah, 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 blah. I mean, even for me, when I joined the mastermind before, I kept telling myself, oh, I need to use the money for something else. But you have to ask yourself, what is it going to cost me if I don't? Do I really want to end up at the end of the day in my nursing bed thinking about, oh, I wish I would have taken more risks. Oh, I wish I would have tried harder. Oh, geez, if I could just only go back. Well, my goal is that you listen to me today and you get your shit together now and you kind of go, you know what? I'm not going to settle anymore. I asked somebody uh, earlier about uh, settling. You know, as soon as you settle for less than you deserve, you're going to get less than you settled for. I mean, that's just that's no bullshit. So you just got to really get pissed off and you got to really get excited and angry and, 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 and um, uh, happy about what it is that you're going to be doing. One of the two questions you got to ask yourself in the morning is, am I happy and excited about where I'm going and what I'm going to be doing? And the second part, the second question is, when I'm there, am I happy and excited about where it is that I'm going to be going to? So if you can answer yes to those two questions, your life will be amazing. And if you can't not answer yes to those two questions, you have work to do. Don't sit there and wait and settle and think, oh, I'll do it when the kids are grown up. Oh, you know, it just you got to take those chances and those risks now to achieve your dreams. Um, so I hope I've answered that question for you guys. Um, and another one, uh, we've got to actually call her. So I'm just going to go ahead and take a call her because we're just doing this raw and unscripted. So um, hi, you're on the Kick-Ass Radio Show with Christopher Roush. Who do we have on the call tonight? Uh, this is Kristen Sharma. Kristen Sharma, what's up, sweetheart? <laughs> How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm camping, baby. I've got a Jack and Coke in front of me, and I've got my dog behind me. Uh, life is good. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. 
I'm doing great. I love that uh, I get to have a chance to, to connect with you today. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you calling in. So what's on your mind? What's going on in the life of Kristen Sharma? Tell everybody about who you are and how you rock and how you're a kick-ass lady. <laughs> well, thank you. You know what? I uh, I think everybody's kick-ass, and I'm no more kick-ass than the next person. I just have been blessed to, you know, I was listening in, you know, to have some great coaches who pushed me. Um, I have a tendency to be lazy, and I have a tendency to make excuses, and I have a tendency to, you know, blame and shame and look at the past, and, and I've done all that, as I think most people have, but I've been lucky enough to be smart enough to have some coaches. I've had my life and business coach for a decade now, 10 years, and uh, she kicks my butt sometimes, and I love it. It keeps me motivated, and uh, I've been blessed to achieve a lot of my dreams and have done so many of the things that you just mentioned, you know, the dream boards and the visualization. And I'm a big believer in if you believe you can or can't, you're probably right. And uh, Henry Ford. moving forward, and yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, that's kind of been my motto for, gosh, at least 15 or 20 years, and I probably picked it up from my, my dad, who came from a tough background, you know, grew up in South Chicago, was part of a gang, and he reminds me a little bit of you, Christopher, because he struggled a bit and, and toughed it out and pushed himself and uh you know, created some nice success for himself, finally uh, went through 12 years of college to get a Ph.D., and he almost flunked out of high school. So, you know, it's so fun to, to be friends and, and family with, uh, you know, overachievers. It, if, uh, you know, my dad could do it, anybody could do it. And it's so fun to see people push through the excuses and the poor me's and make it happen anyway. It's just fun to see that. And it's fun for me to do it too because I, you know, I could come up with all kinds of excuses too and I have to remind myself, now wait a minute, you know, who's the manager of your life? (laughs) You know, how are these serving you? You know, come on and and kick my own butt a little bit from time to time too. So So what do you do? What do you do in those downtimes? I mean, do you reach out to other people? Do you just try to process it yourself? I mean, how do you, how do you get yourself out of those, those, those sticky times? Sure. You know what I probably do is sometimes I give myself time, you know, time to heal, time to reflect, time to do some deep contemplation. Um, I believe our body knows what we need and I'm not happy every day of my life. People probably think I am, but I'm not. And Mm -hmm. what I go to, this is a, been my personal savior, I guess, are books. Books are my best friend. I love to read. In fact, as I sit here right now in front of me, and I think I've shared this with you before, Jack Canfield's The Success Principles, one of my favorite mm-hmm. books. Um, yep. I have it's it open one. to page 165, and it says improve in small increments. And I think that's so key for me and probably a lot of people I know is you know, we get frustrated, we get sick of something, and we try to just change everything all at once, only to probably fail because very few of us can can take on that kind of change, you know, but little baby steps makes a big difference, and I, I'm so glad I turned to this page today because I needed um, that reminder, and then I have another book in front of me, page I have it turned to, says, believe that you have it, and you have it a Latin proverb, and that's such a good reminder because, you know, what you focus on is what you experience, and if you believe things are great, then you experience things being great, and if you believe things suck, 
<laughs> they're going to suck. <laughs> so, um, but I do think we all, you know, life is full of ebbs and flows. I'm not going to pretend that uh, I think positively all the time that life's always grand because it's not, but you learn from it. And, uh, you know, I love this saying, I don't remember who, who said it the first time I heard it, but uh, life is not happening to you. It is happening for you. I think Tony Robbins mm-hmm. was the first person I heard say that. And then another one is, you know, a setback is not a setback. It's usually a setup for something better. And so I just try to keep those things in my mind when I am feeling a little bit frustrated or challenged or, you know, losing hope or what have you. So, so what do you do um... – I was talking about earlier about your why and your passion. What's what if I had to ask Christian, Kristen, what is your why? What is your if you could encapsulate your why in this life? What is your why? You know, I love similar things to you, Christopher, in that I love to see people have an aha moment. The name of my company is Inspired Inc. I uh, love to inspire people to live their best life, and the reason for that is because I believe we're all doing so many things right, but maybe the timing is off or maybe we just need one more thing to add to our recipe to make it happen. Um, You know, as a kid, I had a pretty good life most of the time, but at times not so much, and and I suffered. And I don't like to see other people suffer, and so I know that there is a recipe to get out of that suffering. And and when I can help people do that, it lights me up. And um, you know, I'm pretty lit up all the time anyway. But when I can, when I can um, add value to someone, so that, like you said, they lie on their deathbed and said, "Man, was that excellent? I loved that. That was a great ride." Versus, "Oh man, that was terrible. I wish I could do it all over again." I just think. Life is really precious, and if we all were using our gifts to make a difference for ourselves and others on a daily basis and smiling more often, um, be a better world. So that's kind of what I do. I do it through my work. I do it through um, some singing and songwriting that I do and through some businesses that I've owned in the past, and it's what keeps me going. That's my why. Is Why do I want to do it? Because I love how it feels to help other people. When when I see people suffering, it, it hurts me. I guess I'm an empathic type of person. It, uh, you know, I, I want to help people through that and, and know that they have a lot of great choices out there and and uh, that things can get better. So. Wow. I mean, and, and thank you for sharing that. And for those of you guys just joining us, we're on the Kick-Ass Radio Show. My guest uh, caller is uh, Kristen Sharma. She is coming on here. We're just talking about what uh, what our dreams and our passions are and what our whys are. Um, Kristen, one of the things that I, that I do really love about you and I love about myself is the fact that we are transparent, that we are you know, emotional people and we're out there helping the world, but we're also not doing it under the guise that, oh, you know, follow me. I'm the greatest thing and I've, you know, I've got everything figured out and I've got all the answers. You know, talk to me about some of the people that you come in contact with, you know, that are just that excuse oriented kind of person that just that doesn't want to get out of their own way. What do you tell those people when they're just like, oh, well, you just don't understand. It must be so easy for you and blah, blah, blah. What do you say to get through to those people? Well, this is what I do. And it doesn't always work. That's for sure. But I meet people where they are um, and I focus on what they're doing right. You know, when 
when I'm challenged and frustrated and people are trying to tell me what to do, you know, no, just for the record, nobody wants to be told what to do. I don't know one person on the planet that says, oh, yeah, I just love being bossed around and <laughs> told that I'm not good enough and, you know, told that I'm not doing it right. I don't know anybody that likes that. And so I find when I meet them where they're at and ask them questions of, well, what do you want? And how would that make you feel? And how what's one thing you could do that would be fun and easy to move you in that direction? You know, before I know it, they're coming up with their own answers, and I don't really have to do anything other than just be their cheerleader and, um, you know, congratulate them on, on their great work. But I will tell you that some people, they don't kind of really want to improve their life. They're kind of happy where they're at. Maybe they're an apathetic type of personality type where good enough is good enough and they just enjoy blaming everyone else because then they don't have to take responsibility. And as much as I would love to help those folks, you've got to help yourself. You know, I can't make anybody do anything. I can inspire them, you know, and I can give hints and clues and tips that have worked for me. But at the end of the day, we really are in charge of of, I think, changing ourselves. I don't think anybody actually changes us. They just maybe, you know, hold our hand and help us along the way. So I have struggled to change, you know, some people. Some people I, in my own family I wish they would change, but I just have to love them unconditionally and, and know they're doing the best that they can, as am I. You know, we're all doing the best that we can, I, I believe. And at the end of the day, I think we all just want to be loved and we want to be good enough. And sometimes that's easier said than done. Mhm. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's just, it's part of the process. I was telling somebody earlier today. I said life's a journey, not a destination. And as you know, on on my on my tattooed on my forearm says what doesn't kill me only makes me stronger. And I've, mm-hmm. I have a firm belief that even when we're going through that bad stuff, that it's there for a reason. It's supposed to be teaching us something. It's supposed to, we're supposed to ask ourselves, okay, what am I supposed to be learning in this moment? As you know, I've had some situations recently where I'm yeah. kind of like battling with my health and battling with some people in my life. And, you know, just like, what the hell did I do? You know, I've got, I've got, a, I've got my card in this auto shop that they decided that they were, it was okay to do $4,000 worth of extra work. And I'm like, okay, how do you do that? And then I had, I've got this copyright troll coming after me because I copied and pasted a poem on my website. So some of these negative things have happened recently, and it's caused me to kind of go, you know, almost in a victim mindset, like, what the hell did I do? Why is all this bad stuff mm. happening? And then I just had to stop and say, okay, Chris, and I love when I do this. I say, I I'd actually tell myself, I'm like, Chris, if somebody came to you right now with this problem, what advice would you give them? And so I have to sit there and take myself out of the out of the speaker role and kind of go into the coachy client role and go, well, I would say, what does this mean? What am I supposed to be learning? What am I? Am I? Mm-hmm. Am I? Maybe it's time to move on and things. What do you? What do you uh, suggest to people, or what do you do when 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 you're like frustrated and everything, and you're thinking that you know something's impossible? <laughs> well, after I pout and throw a big fit and a big tantrum, <laughs> I will sit myself down and say, okay, nothing happens by accident, as you just said. There's something here for me. Now, what I believe is life will tickle you with a feather duster to wake up and make changes. And if you don't listen, then life takes a sledgehammer and powers you on the head and says, okay, you need to listen here. Um, and I find when things tough happen, and I've been the, the owner of businesses for over 20 years. When you're a business owner, there's a lot of challenging things that come up. And sometimes, like you said, what the hell did I do to deserve this? 
Um, but what I find really helps me is I sit down with a pen and paper and I make a list of what's great about this and what can I learn from this. You know, many years ago I had a an instructor uh, quit on me and uh, kind of left me in a bad place. And I was really upset and I was sad and I was hurt and all those things that go along with that, that kind of thing. And I sat down and I thought, okay, what can I learn from this? And what I learned was don't put all your eggs in one basket. Have several of instructors. So if one quits, you're not, you know, in a tough place. And second, although what's great about this, what I realized is there was another teacher that I knew that had 20 years more experience and a better reputation, and he was willing to come and work for me. So it was just, it just totally changed my perception about the situation that at first I thought was, was a, a tough thing, but actually ended up being a blessing. So. Wow, I love it. I love it. I love it. So in, in one of the things that, that I do is I go back to my expectations because I've I've proven this time and time again that, you know, if our expectations are in one spot, but the performance of whatever it is that we're measuring is at another spot, the the, the space in between is where the frustration and the hostility and the anger and, the, and all that other stuff comes comes to play. What do you think about expectations, and how do you manage them so they're realistic, but they're not they're not too low where it's like, okay, well, I'm not going to expect anything, so I don't get disappointed, and they're not too high, like, oh my God, I expect to you know sing on Tony Robbins' stage like somebody I know. <laughs> Uh, you know, <laughs> how do you manage your expectations? I mean, it's it's hard sometimes. Uh, so funny. I, uh, you know, I agree with you 100%. Expectations is where all the pain is. And, you know, people I know who rarely get in arguments and have almost no enemies and are just the nicest people on the planet are the ones that do manage their expectations. They detach from the outcome. You know, they have goals. They have dreams but they just put the intention out there and then they kind of let it go and see what happens versus trying to control every single move. And I have to admit, this is an area that I have to work at. I tend to want to make it happen faster and quicker and the way I want it. And I need to uh, learn. I've improved, but there's still lots of room for improvement to just kind of let it be as, as, uh, you know, Paul McCartney wrote in his song, you know, let it be, put it out there and let it be. And, um, you know, try to, uh, well, like you said, you don't want to lower your expectations to where you don't have any dreams or goals, but I think be somewhat realistic. Um, my husband teases me and says I have too high of standards. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, there's a part of me going, do I really want to lower my standards to, to make everyone happy? But sometimes I think, you know, being a little bit more flexible and being a li- little bit more, um, uh, you know, uh, Flexible is probably smart. So. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's so funny that when you find people that are that are truly successful and are truly happy, those are the people that you know I I consider they're they're not laid back, but they're just like you know what when when something happens, then I will adjust to that particular situation. Until then, I'm not going to worry about it. Or like I was saying in the beginning of the show, I will okay, here are the list of things that could possibly happen in this adventure, and here are the things that I'll do if they pop up, and if they don't, then great. Um, because I think I think it's so it's so right, because sometimes these people that I come in contact with, their expectations are somebody else's. It's like, what is your mm-hmm. expectation for life? And they're like, well, my mom or my dad wants me to be this, because I coach a lot of kids. Um, right. I'm like, well, what do you, what do you want to do? 
It's like, do you want to take over the family hardware store or do you want to go out and be a ballerina? Do you want to go out and, you know, what do you want to do? And, and, and I think that's the sad thing is we're conditioned as kids to try to prove to people and get people to like us that we do things for them more than we do for ourselves. Would you agree? Right. I totally think you're spot on. And I think also young kids, because I too work with young kids. As you mentioned, I, I was blessed to get to sing and speak on the Tony Robbins Global Youth Leadership Summit stage last July in San Diego. It was so much fun, but there were 350 teams there from 21 countries. And, you know, I have nieces and nephews in that age group. And, and really what they want is they just want their parents' approval oftentimes, you know, and they'll do what they what they maybe don't want to just to get their parents' love and um, approval. And what they probably don't realize is that most parents just, you know, they want their kids to be happy. And, um, you know, I, I saw a quote the other day, and I love this. It said, you know, we spend much of our life trying to get our parents to get off our back. Uh, <laughs> and one day we realized that they were actually the only ones that had our back. And yep. you know, I don't know if that's true for you, Christopher. I, I think it was true for me. I have struggled with my parents for years, sometimes still do. And when I think about that quote, I think it's true. You know, they didn't always agree with me. They didn't always, you know, want uh, what I wanted for me. But I think their intentions were that they just they did want good things for me. They were just looking out for me and trying to protect me and, you know, trying to keep me, you know, having food on the table. I wanted to be a singer when I was young, and, and my parents discouraged me from that. And then here I ended up doing it anyway years later. But um, I agree. I think, you know, you should do what you want to do. And when you're happy, there's a good chance your parents are going to approve of it anyway. So um, that's just my belief. No, and I, and I totally agree with you. I mean, I think it's I think it's interesting. I mean, just the topic of parenting in and of itself. I mean, it's uh, I posted something the other day. It was like, uh, no, I learned respect because I got spanked or something like that. It was some. It was some. Yeah, I liked that thing. when I saw it. But one of the one 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 person goes, well, I don't think uh, abuse is a way to get respect. And I'm like, well, I'm not advocating you go out and beat your kids, but there is a certain amount of respect that happens when, you know, wait until your father gets, I mean, I didn't have a dad, but wait until your father gets home is, is a saying because it meant something. It's like, okay, when dad gets home, I'm going to have to answer to the man and I don't want to have to answer to the man. So let me figure out what the man wants. So I don't piss him off. And I think that yeah. some of these, these, these parents today are just like, you know, it's amazing what I hear these stories, even from my own friends. I'm like, you did what? You went to your your kids' work and bitched out their boss because they gave them a bad review. I mean, you what? You know, it's just it's yeah. Like they they need I'm that accountability. And I think we're about the same age. I know that I had a fairly strict father, and for many many years, I was upset about it. Um, and then I did what I teach. I sat down and I said, "What's great about this?" And what I realized is because I was disciplined, I am very accountable. I do what I say I'm going to do. I don't want to break the rules. And that has served me immensely in my life because I have had some nice success in a few areas. And if it weren't for those characteristics that were taught to me, maybe not in the way that I would have chosen, but nevertheless they were taught to me, I have some great things in my life, and I'm grateful that I chose to change my perception about 
those things versus go on the rest of my life feeling like I had been abused. Ooh, you just you just you just hit a you just hit a keyword with me, Kristen. Um, perception. You changed your perception of the event, and I think that's so brilliant because, again, going back to the victim or victor mindset. It's it's up to us to change our perception. I mean, I don't know if you ever read the book uh, Man's Search for Meaning with Viktor Frankl. It's about the Holocaust. No, but I'm familiar with the story, and I so am a believer in it. I'm so grateful that us human beings have that gift to change our perception. I've had to do it several times in my life, and I'm so grateful. It's, it's reframing. You know, you have this belief about something, but what else could it mean? Are you positive it's true? Well, you know, I highly doubt that most parents sit up late at night and go, how can I make my children miserable? <laughs> I don't think they do that, you know, but they may not always do it the way we would have wanted them to, and then we get to learn. We get to do it different with our children. But you know what? I was less of a disciplinarian with my kids, and guess what? They're not as accountable, <laughs> and they don't follow through, and they don't always do what they say they're going to do. And you know what? There's a part of me going, gosh, I think I hugged my kids too much. <laughs> so, you know, there's always pros and cons to every situation. Yeah, there is. So what would you, what would, if you got a chance to go back and talk to yourself as maybe like a 13 or a 15-year-old little girl, what, what advice would you give that girl? I would say to her, you are good enough. Don't ever let anybody tell you that you're not good enough because you are good enough. I, I inspire you to try your hardest. And do your best work, not to beat other people, but to be your best. And don't ever, ever let anybody make you feel that you're not good enough. Because oftentimes, well, not oftentimes, every time, it has nothing to do with you. It has to do with them. It has to do with their insecurities and their situation. You just keep rolling along in life, doing your best work putting a smile on your face and like Taylor Swift says, if somebody messes with you, just shake it off. <laughs> Please don't get that song stuck in my head. Um, You're going to yeah, be singing that all night long now, no, aren't I don't you? I Taylor Swift in my head. Um, but actually, actually, I will say uh, a, a side note. I don't know if you saw it on Facebook. Somebody was posting this thing about this cop was in his cop car singing that song. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. No. What did it say? Oh, my God, it was funny. It was a video. This cop was actually lip-syncing the Taylor Swift song, and he was doing the head nods and everything. And it was like this big, fat cop, and I, I was like, okay, this has got to be rehearsed, but it was freaking hysterical. It was like, oh, my God, that's so funny. But, you know, it's it, what you said is so true, Kristen, is that, you know, sometimes we get this belief in our, in our, in our, in our minds that we're not worthy. We're not enough. You know, like Marianne, we know Marianne yeah. Amon. You are yeah. enough. It's like... It's it's like, you know, if you're around these people, and it, it kills me when I find out about these women who are around these toxic men for 10 years, 20 years, that just constantly talk, you're not nothing, you don't, you shouldn't be, you don't deserve anybody but me, and, and just getting in this, this fear-based crap. It's like, no, everybody deserves, I don't care, black, white, tall, small, fat, short, old, whatever you are, Protestant, freaking Republican, right. gay, straight, we all deserve love, and if we're not getting it in the spot we're in, that it's okay to say, you know what, this isn't working for me. This isn't this isn't healthy for me, and I want to have a kick-ass life, and I'm going to go out and I'm going to take the risk, which is another thing we talk about here, is is taking that risk that I am enough and, and not listening to that. That's why I tell these kids, it's like, you know, if your parents have beat you and desert you and put you in foster care and all that other stuff, don't let that be a sign that you're not enough. Let that be a sign that they wanted something better for you. 
And oh, just like you said, change. That's a great way to look at it. I, I 100% agree. And I think it's life can be anything you choose it to be. And I love what you just said. I really think that we can change our perception about things, and it changes everything. Changes mm-hmm. everything when you can change your perception about a belief that isn't serving you. Um, I have a, a saying that I love, and I'm pretty true to it. I, I haven't always been my whole life, but it's kind of my my uh, my rule these days. Don't stay where you're tolerated. Go where you are celebrated. And um, <laughs> I love that because too many of us put up with not-so-great behavior from others. And I don't want to be around people that are disrespectful to me or make me feel like I'm not good enough or what have you. You know, if I've done something wrong to hurt someone, the first thing I'm going to do is apologize profusely. It's never my intention to hurt anyone. But if I have people hurting me time and time again, they don't get to be a part of my life. And I love that I'm at an age where I can own that. You know, I'm no longer scared of, oh, they're not going to like me. You know, who cares? I I, uh, get to make my own roles in my life, and I like to be around people who who are celebrating me versus just tolerating me. So I would recommend mm. that to, to everybody. But I do recommend you can. Um, you know, unfortunately, some parents are just going through a lot of challenges, and there can sometimes be role reversal for sure. I've had some of that myself in my life, and it's tough. Um, but just keep on keeping on. <laughs> uh, who says that? That's a... Uh... Who is I have keep no on. idea, but I think it's, it's cute. It's a movie. Just keep on keeping on. I don't know. I can't remember. Well, I want you to help me. I want you to help me answer a question from uh, somebody on Facebook because um, I'm not very good at this part. I mean, um, they asked, "Why do I only attract married men?" So, uh, what's your take on that, Kristen? Do you attract married well, men? Well, I would have to say that. You probably don't just attract married men. I would imagine that you, if if whoever it is, if they made a rule in their mind that I only attract single men and focus on it and celebrate it and visualize it, that that's what you will manifest. I think we tend to manifest whatever we put our attention on. So if I were to say, why am I so fat? Or why am I so dumb? Or why am I so unlucky? I'm going to just manifest more of that kind of energy into my life. Whereas if I were to say, I am so grateful that every day my health is improving. Even if it feels like a lie at first, keep saying it. Eventually that's the energy you'll attract. So for someone who says, why do I always attract married men? I hate to say it, but there's something you are doing to attract that. And it may not be intentional. In fact, I'm sure it probably isn't. But I would inspire you to start saying things like, I attract single, great-looking men that treat me well. You know, put it out there what you want, because I really believe the universe responds every time if we keep on it. I've had Mm. so many miracles happen in my life and great things, and I just am a huge believer in and the things you were talking about earlier, the visualization, the affirmation, King, you know, what you speak is what you will experience. And so I would I would encourage her, whoever she is, to, to change her thinking on that. See what happens. Yeah, and I and I totally agree with that. I think I think um 
some of the people that I've coached in my life that have had those situations, um, that they, that's, you know, uh, what do I say? Energy goes or focus, energy goes where focus flows or energy flows mm-hmm. where focus mm-hmm. goes, something like that. I'm drawing a blank. Mm-hmm. Must be the Jack. Um, but it's, it's just like, it's, it's, <laughs> but, I, but I found, I found that it's a safety mechanism for women and I won't say that I'm just going to say this because this is a, a lady that asked it. It's a safety mechanism for them not to get hurt. If they find married men, then they know that the married man essentially is not going to leave his wife and that it's it's safe to do that so that they won't get hurt enough. But I tell them, it's like, okay, if you think you're only attracting married men, are you on, you know, match.com? Are you out there going to singles events and networking events? Are you going out there where the single people are actually hanging out? And 99% of the time they tell me no. I'm like, okay, so right. where are you hanging yeah. out? Oh, I'm hanging out at work. I'm hanging out at teacher conference. Okay, so you're hanging out where there's going to be a bunch of married men. Then, yeah, chances are if you're an attractive lady or if you say some promiscuous stuff, they're going to be attracted to you and they're going to flirt with you and chances are something's going to happen. Um, yeah. You know, that's that's why I don't go to bars anymore. It's like, okay, I know that I'm a big flirt and so I don't need to be drunk at a bar because I know I can be flirty. You know, you just gotta you gotta right. pick and choose your your spots where you need to be. I um, yeah, I agree. And this and then just my my little two cents on that. You know, I have been single, I have been married, I have been somewhere in between, and I just would highly discourage anyone to be messing around with a married man because, in my opinion, if a married man is is out there pursuing single women, I personally wouldn't want to spend a whole lot of time with someone with that kind of character. I just uh, think that that might be someone you'd want to stay away from because even if something did work out with that, they're probably going to do the same thing to you and, you know, who wants that? So I don't know. I would just stay, stay true to your own, um, you know, character. Do you want to be someone who's messing around with married men or do you want to be someone who's not? And I guess that's a personal choice. My choice would be that uh, I, I think a lot of not-so-great things could come from that. So. Mm. No, it's true. I mean, it's it, it, for me, it all goes back to karma. Like I was telling, um, I've done a lot of talking this week. So um, uh, I told somebody that success is the best karma. I don't even say success is the best revenge anymore because I think it's a negative word. I don't use the word hate anymore. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But I say success is the best karma. And you got to think about, would you teach your own daughter to do what you're doing right now? Would you think that that's, that's okay? That's okay? Um, yeah. You know, cause or would you, just you want think your about, father to be doing what he's doing with someone else and yeah, it's, yeah. it's kind of what goes around comes around. And uh, my husband has a great saying. He goes, we all get to feel the way we've made other people feel. And, boy, I think he's spot on with that. You know, if there's ever been a time in my life where I did something that probably wasn't probably a, such a grand idea, guess who gets to feel that same way later on? Me. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, it's so it's so true, and that's what I love about you is that you open, transparent person that is. I mean, you're you're a radiance when you walk in the room, and I think oh, I think your heart when when you no Thank I, you. and I well you're welcome. It's just you know when you live and and some people give me shit for it because they're like you know you always talk about this authenticity, and if you talk about authenticity too much, then you're not being authentic. And to that, I say fuck you because you know <laughs> authenticity and just being who you are. And loving it and embracing it, faults and warts at all. I mean, it's awesome. Yeah, I, mean, you uh-huh. posted a pic- I remember that one time you posted a picture of you without makeup, and I thought that was so awesome because you're a beautiful woman. I mean, oh, I, thank I, you. Huh? Well, you know, I'm going on. I'm going to be 49 in a in a few in a couple months, 
and uh, I don't feel it. I don't think I look it. And you know what? Don't look What's it. What's the alternative, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I might as well own what I've gotten. You know, one of the things that I find really fun to do is when we're feeling sorry for ourselves, and as, as we all do from time to time, you know, why me and how that happened to me and oh, blah, blah, blah. You know, make a list of all the things that you were gifted. You know, I once had a friend when I was in a sad time of my life many years ago and uh, feeling sorry for myself because I wasn't having very much luck with boyfriends. And she said, if if you don't stop complaining, she goes, look at you. You have full lips. Most women pay to have full lips. You have beautiful curly hair. Most women pay to have that. You are a curvy girl. Most women pay for that. If I hear you complain one more time, I'll not be a friend anymore. And it was so cute, you know, to get to have somebody, you know, kind of, whoa, it's not because it is true. We have an ability to focus on what we do have versus on what we don't have. Um, And it makes everything so much better. And, you know, I saw a saying one time that said, you know, be grateful for what you have because there are thousands and thousands of people around the world praying that they wish they had those things too. You know, I think we sometimes forget how darn lucky we are and what we do have. Oh, it's it's so true. Um, one one quick example, then we, our hours are actually up. Um, is I had somebody bitching the other day, like just bitching, like, oh my god. And I said, did you get up this morning and go to a place in your house and turn a knob and hot water shot out of your wall? You idiot. <laughs> yeah. You had hot water come out of your wall. That's a pretty kick-ass thing. That's pretty cool. There's people in the world who have to go take showers and rivers and don't get showers and have dirty water and everything. You turned a dial and hot water came out of your wall. That's pretty cool. Shut up. And they just looked at me like, yeah, hey, it's, talking to you. it's true. And I think that's one of the things I love about you is you just say, you know, you're just a matter of fact. And it's so true. And you do it. You always have kindness in your heart, at least so far that I've seen. You know, I think being authentic is a great thing as long as you're not hurting yourself or others. I think being authentic should always have, you know, the the positioning of, I want to help, you know, and you're being a douchebag or whatever, you know, excuse my mm-hmm. English, but, you know, just being an authentic friend because, you know, my mother was like that, and I always appreciated it. I think everyone, for the most part that I know, appreciates someone who's honest, and this isn't how it is. You know, you can be fake and you can, you know, sugarcoat it. But I think most people actually like someone who lovingly tells them the truth. I know I do. Mm-hmm. Amen. Well, Kristen, my dear, I'm going to have you back on the show as a regular guest, and we're going to do five kick-ass tips. But just in case there's people out there who want to continue the conversation with you, shout out your uh, your email or your, your uh, website oh, and sure. let people they know where they can get a hold of you. They can find me on my website, which is just, Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-E-N, Sharma, S-H-A-R-M-A, dot com. I've got free music on there and all kinds of neat things. And, you know, I'd love to help anybody if that's what they want. But that's not why I called in. I called in because I love Kristen Farrell. She is kick-ass. And uh, back to that coaching thing. If anybody needs a coach, I've worked with Christopher on some projects. And, boy, I tell you, I love what he has to say. And he has helped me. So, food for thought, if anybody needs a coach, I can't recommend him highly enough. So, oh, you're and he a didn't pay me Thank to you. say that. In fact, he didn't even <laughs> ask me to say that. <laughs> nope, <laughs> But nope, I felt nope. compelled to, so. You are a sweetheart. 
Well, guys, thanks for tuning in tonight. You've been on the Kick-Ass Radio Show with myself and Kristen Sharma. We've been talking about what it takes to have a kick-ass life, what it takes to get over your own conditioned thoughts, what it takes to get out of your own bad habits, what it takes to just truly believe in yourself and, and know that you deserve. I mean, get around those people that are going to be able to help you achieve that in your life and, and believe that you deserve it and believe that you can achieve it. It's not going to happen overnight, but I can guarantee you that if you stick with it and you educate yourself and you – you go after it, you will achieve it. And at the end of the day, you got to say, you know, did I do it my way or did I do it their way? So anyways, thank you guys for tuning into the Kick-Ass Radio Show again for another week. I love you. Thank you guys all. Have a great week, Kristen. I love you, sweetheart. Have a great evening, and thank you for calling in. Yeah, back to you, Christopher. Take care. It was fun. Thank you. Bye. Good night. Bye.